episode 302 of the Chamberlain Chance and Alex podcast. Sadly, missing Chamberlain this week. He says he's feeling under the weather, but I like to think he's getting ahead. I just, I don't like joking about this at any time during a pandemic, especially. I'm not joking about him being sick. I'm saying I, I like the. No, I, mean, I didn't like him joking about I himself like... being sick. Oh, um, I'm like, mm. let's not take our friend to task. I mean, he's the one not feeling well. Right, but like, it's okay. No, no, he's gone to sleep. He's not answering emails. We are choosing to believe that he is not on his deathbed because he's our friend. Yeah. I am choosing to believe that that was the excuse he made to get a date night with his wife, and they're off hot and heavy somewhere, making out like teenagers in the back of a spider. Well, then I hope next time he tells us that. Because uh, I would accept that as a valid excuse. I just hope he tells us he's okay. Yeah, me too. In a time of pandemic, it's a scary it's Well, a I mean, this episode's not going up without him, so... I'm sure, I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. That's true. The listener will never hear this if something bad has happened to him. So if this if this is up, don't worry, listener, he's fine. Because he's the one who edits it and puts it up everywhere. And, uh, yeah, okay, moving on. Alex, you've been watching Yellow Jackets. I have been watching Yellow Jackets. Is Yellow Jackets set in modern age? It is set in two different eras. One, in 1996. Okay. About a bunch of high school, uh, a championship high school soccer team of girls. And their trip to... Um, not regionals, but finals, somewhere up around Canada. And their plane goes down in the Ontario wilderness, and they are stuck there for 19 months. And then the other timeline is 20 years later when they start getting letters with, like, weird-ass symbols that they saw in the woods. They didn't know what it means. And they, I, I think someone's trying to kill them, the survivors. Neat. Anyway. Okay, so, um, God, what was I going to ask? I mean, do you want me to tell you what happens in the first 15 minutes? Sure. Okay, the opening shot is a girl being chased through the woods and sort of guided towards a spike trap. Mm -hmm. And then she is strung up, upside down, naked, and bled like a pig. Oh, come on. By other teenage girls. No, I didn't want, I didn't want, I guess I didn't want to know this. This is the show. Ah. It is grisly, and it is fantastic. Really? Ah. No. It is... I never saw. Things, I never the, thought I'd one see. One of the things cam- I literally liked most about Candyman was how it took the terrified young, sexy blonde woman trope being brutalized and turned it on its head. Like I really liked that it it intentionally avoided that. Because, yeah, whatever. Go on. I mean, I've heard good not, things about this show. It's it's. I, I'm not I'm not selling the cinematography enough. It's wonderful. It captures a mood. Like one of the first. Bills you'll see on the Google search is the composer, and it's it's so good, it's so creepy. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Now, where, what network is this on? I don't know. I tried to know. find it, I can't get it. It's like it's some weird new like free channel. Where was it? It's a free channel. Can I watch this what free it? like on the internet? It's called Pluto TV. It might not be available in Canada. What the fuck? Mm. No, no, it's normally not available in Canada. Yeah, no, you, think you gotta oh, well, get an app. But I think, no, I think it's available via Crave because my the guy that I was talking about HBO shows with is into it. So it's, I think it must be on Crave. I've only seen like an episode and a half, and I'm hooked. Real, real hooked. Hmm. No, everything I hear makes me want to see it, except for that bit about the opening, but again, I That's keep That's the whole point of the show. Um, I, I, I too, yep. have fallen for an awesome television show this week. It's four episodes deep. What? It's so fucking good, Alex. What is it? John Cena is Peacemaker. Okay, this is good. It's really fucking good. Okay. Uh, there's no other name in the cast, although Viola Davis shows up via teleconference sometimes. Uh, this is this was someone I liked from Orange is the New Black in there. Who? I think whoever played Tasty, I think. Oh, is that Tasty? I think that's Tasty. Yeah, no, she's, she is good. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole supporting cast is solid, but, um, the, okay, James Gunn. This is James Gunn again. Mm-hmm. And if you like kind of the... The humanity that that Gunn has always managed to pull off in all of the stories, and I think of Slither, I think of Super, um, Guardians of the Galaxy 1, not 2, and The Suicide Squad. Um, He did direct Guardians of the Galaxy 2, listener, but keep in mind, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is the worst thing James Gunn has ever done. (laughs) People love it, and I don't see it. Um, No, there's a lot I like about it, but it's definitely his poorest work. But that being said, it's still better than more than half of the Marvel movies. (laughs) So yeah. like on James Gunn's worst day, he's still pretty fucking good. And this is him have just having his kind of James Gunn fun. 
uh, with the reins off and just going with it and putting so much pathos and empathy into a character who is so broken and really investigating how he became this way and what kind of abuses could do that. Really interesting uh, additionally, following, you know, this recent revival of the Joss Whedon discussion this week. Oh, um, boy, I'm glad we're talking about it. Is that Peacemaker is a, is a well-meaning guy who was raised by a really poorly meaning guy. He was raised by someone who is a flat-out racist. He was raised by someone who was incredibly violent and sees the strength of masculinity as only not being, just not being a pussy. And, you know, not being a pansy ass. And so when he insults his son and calls him a pansy, like, you can just see so much hurt in John Cena's 50-year-old boyish puppy dog eyes. Like, he does a great, great job with his... The dad is, um... Robert Patrick or who was the T? Yeah, um, Robert Patrick. Yeah, the guy, the guy who was the the bad guy in Terminator Two. The liquid, the liquid cop. The liquid Terminator. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's a really really cool casting choice. Um, a lot has been made of the show's opening credits, and granted, I don't skip it. It's a whole dance number set to like glam rock from the '90s. It's fantastic, but um, it is a fun. It is a really fun show for someone who enjoys those alternative superhero shows like The Boys. It's one of these like antitheses of the standard Marvel Universe shows. Um, it's it it's kind of hitting the same tone as Venture Brothers for me somehow. Huh. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really really enjoying it. There was a new episode just came out today, available on streaming. If you've got HBO in Canada, uh, go to uh, go to wherever your streaming is. You should you should be able to get the first four episodes of Peacemaker. Uh, loving it, loving it, loving it. Did you watch anything else that was really cool? Uh, sadly, nothing that was really cool. I slog through the first four episodes of uh, Archive 81. Okay, so what the fuck is that about? I saw it on Netflix, it, I, didn't, I didn't click it, on it. It's... It, it, it doesn't know. Okay. It's... <sighs> What's it about? Okay, What's it's about a guy who restores film. Okay. That's being asked to look at secure, like tapes from a lady that died in a fire of an evil... Uh, apartment building that was Ooh. run by a satanic sex cult. Ooh! No. No, no I'm, I'm loving all of this so no, far. No, this is a feature film stretched mercilessly thin over oh, eight episodes. Hmm. Nothing happens for two straight episodes. There is one decent creepy scene in episode two, and it has nothing else after that for two episodes. Okay, well, did you, um, did you like Midnight Mass? This is not Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass okay. had shit to say about something. This yeah, is but it, just... it, it also went very slowly. But I it also it. went very slowly, but it had things to say about its characters. This is a feature film within characters that now has to be an eight-episode miniseries and has mm. nothing to do but walk around in circles until the next creepy thing happens, which hasn't, and I'm not, I'm not willing to finish it because it's just that fucking boring. Okay, you know how sometimes I can point at something or like a, a talent and say they're going to be very successful, mm -hmm. and I'm really proud of that. Remember a couple weeks ago when I said there's this new sitcom called Abbott Elementary. Mm -hmm. It is currently sitting at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Good. 25 critics so far. I can call them. Oh, and I watched I watched a movie, Alex. Mm -hmm. uh, the movie is called The Matrix Resurrections. I. Would you call it an action movie, or wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. You would? Absolutely. Okay. There's, there's all kinds of crazy action in it. Um, you can see that they were really trying to do make things as visually dazzling as possible. Like, it, a lot of it reminded me of... And I, when I'm going to say this, the listener might picture a scene from Speed Racer in their minds. And it's n it doesn't look anything like that. It's 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 not that colorful. It's not neon, but it is. The screen is so busy with things flying everywhere in this movie. There's all kinds of action scenes where it's hard to tell what's going on the first time you watch it. Um, and I say and I I say that just to note, I watched this twice. Okay. You know why I did, Alex? Why is that? Because it's that good. Really. It is good. Um, I think going into it perhaps with lowered expectations is a good thing. Like, in the same way, it is wise to address the fact that Bioshock 2 is not Bioshock. Like, <laughs> fine. Nothing will ever be The Matrix. Nothing will ever be Bioshock again. Um, but Bioshock 2 is still a good game that I really liked. And That's a great sales pitch for me. Yes. I feel and, tailored to. 
Well, I appreciate and, it. And this is a movie uh, speaking to a modern audience in modern times about the Matrix trilogy, what they meant, what they mean to the artist itself, um, what it actually, or what perhaps the modern analog for the Matrix is. Psst, it's social media. Um, <laughs> Apparently, there's a part that's just about like remaking the Matrix period. Yes, and, and if that, you don't do it, we'll find someone who will. Uh, no, it 100 percent is, and I think reading reviews that pointed out that scene and noted that the Wachowskis, as far as they were concerned, no one else could make another Matrix movie ever again, and they didn't want to, so there would never be another Matrix movie again. But Warner or Warner Brothers came to them and said, "No, we're going to make Matrix Four," and they're like, "But we 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 have in our contract you can't do that." Well, technically, we can't. And so either you're going to direct it or we're going to take your baby and give it to someone who doesn't care about it and make, have them make it. So what do you do? Is that, a, is that even a choice? Uh, so Lana Wachowski steps up and decides what kind of fun she wants to have with these characters that we all love. Like, we love Neo. We love Trinity. We love Morpheus. We love Smith. We want to see... We, I, I wanted to see the further adventures of those characters. And Alex, when is what is the last action movie you can describe to me, you can tell me the name of, that features a man in his 50s and a woman in his 50s in a really... Uh, a really romantic relationship in an action movie? The name last Indiana one. Jones. Um... Okay, well, it, it technically counts, but that <laughs> I was think such, they were in their sixties, though. But that was such a bad movie that it doesn't count. I'm no, talking about doesn't. a good movie. I'm talking no, about a good it. movie <laughs> where you want them to get together. And That's kiss. all I got. Yes, and this movie is is anime passionate about the romance, and it is anime huge about what happens when, like, there's a scene where a bunch of people in SWAT gear are trying to stop Neo and Trinity from holding hands, and they're both heaving against like. 15 guys each, and they reach out and finally touch each other, and there's an explosion that flattens everyone in the fucking room. So, Matrix Resurrections has a lot... There's so much you could decide to nitpick about Matrix uh, Resurrections. There absolutely is. You could say, well, this is stupid. Well, that's stupid. Well, it's stupid that he doesn't do this. And it's stupid that Ma the Neo just force pushes everyone now instead of doing Kung Fu on them. Uh, there, there isn't a scene that really compares to the Burly Brawl. The action in this movie feels like it was done so that stunt coordinators who worked on Matrix Resurrections could put it on the resume that they did. Because the stunts in the movie are pretty fucking insane. They really, really are. They pull off some really cool shit that you probably haven't seen before. Um, but what, what I liked about it was when it was kind of leaning into the anime mentality of The Matrix. And the romance of it. And, um, and just having fun with these characters again. Um, the stakes are absolutely lower than all previous Matrix movies. If you like The Matrix 2 and 3, um, and wish they were just one movie, this is that movie. Oh. Like, it's not that story at all. I don't agree with anyone who says this is just like um, um, the new Star Wars prequel starting off with basically a remake of A New Hope. No, like, yeah. I heard, like, part of the movie is them, tr like, a bunch of characters trying to do another Matrix movie, and, the and Neo's just like, no, we already did that. Stop. It's boring. <laughs> no, no. Part of it is, um... What it is, is Neo lives in the Matrix. Mm. Like, But he is now Thomas Anderson again. He believes he has had um, uh, severe mental breakdowns where he believes that the world of this game that he wrote that took, over, that took the world by storm called The Matrix, The Matrix Trilogy, um, where he believes that that is actually real. And... Um, but he, he made the trilogy, now they're working on this new game, and then his uh, his business partner calls him in and says, Warner Brothers is forcing us to do Matrix 4. <laughs> and either you're going to do it or they're going to make someone else do it. I love what they're so literal about it. Yes, they were absolutely, absolutely uh, just shoving it in, in Warner Brothers' face, basically. Um, and while that is like saying... It, that That is like walking a bunch of naked women into a room and having a character in the show say, well, uh, this is just catering to the lowest common denominator shaking their head. And so you're, you're getting... You're having your, your awful cake and eating it too. You know, you're admitting that, yes, it's just a cash grab. That's literally all it is. This is a cash grab from Warner Brothers. Uh, 
but it's Lana Wachowski, and she's going to do the best she can with it. Now, that being said, the Wachowskis made that fucking Jupiter Rising movie. The Wachowski Sending. Jupiter Ascending movie. Uh, they made what was that one with? There was the supermodel girl with the eyebrows and the really skinny guy who looks like he's on uh, morphine. Um, it, it was like a big budget. Rihanna oh, shows Cloud up. Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. No, no, not Cloud. Wait, that was them. No? No, yeah, that not, was them. No. Okay, well, no, not Cloud Atlas, and not the one that I'm thinking of. Hang on. Um, Wachowski That's all you remember. Movies. Wachowski movies. IMDb. Lana Wachowski, Lily Wachowski, The Wachowskis, uh, Bound, Not Jupiter Ascending. Oh no, I'm thinking of the I'm thinking of that one from the guy who did um, Fifth Element. Oh, Luke Besson. Luke Besson. Yeah, you're thinking of Lucy. No, no. Fuck. It's set in space. It's got a ton of special effects. Oh yeah. This is the unimportant. City of a Thousand Planets. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I know the parts of it that I liked. Yeah. Anyway, uh, no, I think I, I will actually like go to the mat for Matrix Resurrections. I think it's. I'll have I to give it a shot then. I think it's quite entertaining. I think if you go into it with an open mind and just sit down and say, "I want to have some fun at the movies," you're gonna have fun at the movies. Hmm. And if you're like, "I don't need to see Yahya Abdul Mateen try to be charming with uh, Keanu Reeves," well, then no, you're not gonna like it because it's fun. <laughs> it's having a good time, and you're not in the mood for that. That's what I'm gonna throw out there. Have you been playing video games, sir? I have been playing so many video games. In well, fact, we've been trying to get a Switch. Been unsuccessfully? Unsuccessfully. We keep getting uh, swooped in. Like we'll we've been in like different um, auctions where like we're the only bid for like ninety nine point nine percent of the whole auction, and then in the last fifteen minutes, bam, 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 bam. Have you tried to be like go to physical stores and say what's up? Well, they're well, they're like three hundred bucks, and the ones we were looking at were like two ten. So I think we're gonna stick with eBay for now. Seriously? Yeah. Man, I would just go to a store and get a new one. But other than that, we have been playing a lot of uh, Crash Cart. Laura's mm-hmm. really getting into it. And frighteningly so. Now, is this cart with a C or a K? K. Crash Cart. Yeah, Crash Team, uh, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuel. I call oh. it Crash Cart because that name sucks. <laughs> Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuel. Click. <laughs> yeah, that's important. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got I'm going to YouTube this somehow. It's a kart racer. It's fun. I love it. She loves it too. That's kind of weird to me. What? That you're into a crash kart racer when there are other technically much better kart racers around. This is like well, we're trying know. to we're trying to get a switch for Mario Kart and it, Animal it, Crossing. It's like playing Need for Speed when Forza's out there, you know. Well, I, it appeals to her. I love the PlayStation original. It's beautiful. It's it has a reasonable in game store. I don't need to spend money and to unlock stuff. Uh, the campaign's kicking my ass actually. It actually doesn't look bad. When was this? June twenty nineteen. So this is PS four. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good kart racer, man. I'm I'm respected a lot more than I did. The AI is evil. <laughs> is it rubber bandy? It's not rubber bandy, but they're just they they know how to use their tools. Hmm. They know like right where to hit you so you fall off an edge. Oh yeah, they're they're uh, smart. Hmm. What kind of how they program that kind of AI? I don't know. Okay, what else you been playing? What else have I been playing? Well, I got a new um. This is also a Christmas present from Laura. I got a, a new terabyte hard drive. Okay. And because I kept people just kept saying to me, "Oh, you really want to, you know, get a pair of performance out of stuff? You got to plug it right into your motherboard." And I'm like, yeah, sure, it runs Sounds great good. on my USBs, but okay, because I have a bunch of like external USB hard drives. Okay. With, that are solid state. Yeah, I don't have a problem with those usually. Yeah, and then I plugged it in straight into my motherboard, and it's the exact same performance. <laughs> but I have a terabyte of free space, so I plugged in a lot of my 100-gig monsters that I don't really keep around because they're huge, but I like them. And yeah, you know what? I fell into another Fallout 4 run. Oh, I thought you were going to say The Witcher. Okay. Well, I've been poking around The Witcher, too. But... He means The Witcher as well, not The Witcher 2. Not The Witcher 2. Crap. He specifically means The Witcher 3, listener. Look, The Witcher 3... <laughs> how do I put this? It, it is now the only Witcher game. Yeah, basically. I've played The Witcher 2. It was fine for, like, 2011. <laughs> it is, it's done. You No one needs to touch it ever again. 
Pretty sure it was like one of the games of the year for 2011. I just it was g- good for the time, but it just it's blown out of the water now. You just it can't go back. Pisses me off that I love Cyberpunk so much and can't get into The Witcher. It is weird. Mm-hmm. The gun plays better than the sword play. Mm. Yeah, the sword play is pretty well. I mean, are we talking about the sword play in the sword play in Cyberpunk is like basically non-existent. No, I'm mean, like like the combat in Cyberpunk versus Witcher is it's, it's you can't really compare it. One's kind of like a turn-based thing that's secretly more like a live, like a how do I put that? Like an active thing that's secretly turn-based. You have to like parry right here. You have to do this right there. You should be drinking your potions. Blah blah blah. And Cyberpunk's just point and shoot, sneak if you want, have fun. I wasn't big on the potions, and I know that's a huge part of them. Well, only when you up the difficulty. I never really fuck with them. Okay, what else? What else? I mean, that's pretty much all I got. Well, wait a minute. We, we didn't really touch on Fallout 4. Like, what did you get into with Fallout 4? What kind of build are you doing? Um, I'm doing a uh, kind of a strength survival. Because I'm doing that survival mode with no mm. mods. So I can finally get the achievement for it. And mm. you need a lot of carrying capacity. You need a lot of you know, a lot of water. And Because, okay. like, healing is a bitch. And when there's a like you know when you just dip your toe in the water you just drown in radi- radiation so you gotta have a lot of endurance too and you can't be that smart because you put all your special into strength so you gotta lo- level up slower and it's just a lot of stuff I usually love to do like sneaking that I can't and it's mm. forced me to be a lot smarter about where I go and I just I can't, would I don't yeah. think I could do a survival thing without stealth stealth is huge to me in those games yeah but I'm a, I'm a masochist I want to play the game in the way I've never done it before and yeah True. it's kicking my ass. Right. But it's also fun, and yeah, man, Bethesda makes a good open world. There's nobody quite like them. We'll you're see. Con- you're constantly stumbling across things that you haven't seen before, or you forgot they were there, and like, oh, hey, randomly here's a nice little gun in this random box. I'm glad I check everything. I wonder if Starfield is going to be, is going to really have the magic. I don't know. I don't know what kind of company they are anymore. I feel like 4 was kind of falling off from where 3 was. 4 is a good game. Creatively, it was bankrupt. Yeah, 3 three was uh, spectacular. Skyrim was spectacular. But after Skyrim came 4. And then they went to work on Starfield. And so I feel like if there's a point where we're going to find out that Bethesda has been fucked for a while. I know. I could feel like maybe there was a lot of talent exodus. But maybe there's a part of me that's kind of hopeful for that to be the case because I'm just pissed at Microsoft right now. <laughs> yeah, they're really uh, Thanosing up, huh? A little bit. <laughs> they're, kind of, they're kind of becoming like one of those, you know, uh, um, uh, what are the giant corporations from Cyberpunk? They're really becoming a megacorp. Mm-hmm. Mm. They're Osaka now. Um, Chamberlain oh, ha- has Arisaka. a statement for the Arisaka. listeners. That he, yeah, Arasaka. That he wanted us to read. He wants the listeners to know that he, quote, died questioning their taste in games, bitter to the end. I choose to believe that by there he means uh, me and Alex's taste, not your taste, listener. Your taste is perfect. Also, I really like what you've done with your hair today. It, it's anyway, nice. It is nice. It, it frames your face perfectly. It does. It makes your eyes pop. <laughs> um, for some reason this week, I, I considered playing more Dying Light. I've beaten the campaign of Dying Light. And I wanted... That takes a long time. It, it took enough. It took about a week, frankly. It wasn't that much. Um, but um, but Techland spent another, like, five years supporting Dying Light post-launch. There is a huge additional campaign called The Following, which I never played when it first I, came I out. I put it down cold. I wasn't oh, having it. My brother loved it. Um, there's all kinds of shit to play in Dying Light, but for some reason... I, when I was, had a little bit of time, what I started doing was doing multiplayer in Ghost of Tsushima. And the problem is, is when I try any other of the, any of the other classes in Ghost of Tsushima, there's Samurai, Assassin, Hunter, and um, um, Ronin. And when I try Samurai or Assassin or Hunter, I just miss being on my Ronin. And when I play my Ronin, the problem is, he is perfected. Like, there is nothing with this build that I want to try. There is there is no gear that I need to level up anymore. Uh, there's no more work to do on him. He is perfect. He is Lilu in the fifth element. Mm. A perfect organism that is incredibly survivable, will kick the ass of literally any monster in multiplayer if I want to spend the resources to do it. Um, and I can just... I could 
do entire missions on my own if I wanted to. Um, and so <clears throat> what I do with this character is I go into the quick play mode, which is it just joins you up with whoever's playing, and I say, put me into a low-level survival mission. And then it's 15 waves of enemies with uh, usually some, like, you know, level 40 teammates. And they need help. And I'm level 120. I can uh. give it. Um, and it creates, um, it creates an interesting additional challenge for me because when a high-level player is in a game, sometimes what they'll do is they'll walk up to a wave and sneeze on it, a wave of enemies, sneeze on them, and then you run up there to have fun killing guys with your friends, but uh, this level 120 hunter already killed the entire fucking wave. So what I've perfected is standing on a point and just living and building my ult, but not actually killing anyone. And as long as my kills don't exceed the lower levels I'm playing with, I feel like I'm not stealing any of their <laughs> joy in the game, and I'm just making sure that they win. That's all I do is I make sure you guys win and get your rewards for this. You're a good man, Chance. I'm having fun. I'm having a lot of fun with it, and I'm playing so much multiplayer that it's kind of reignited my interest in the single player. So I went and I found an old save from uh, when I played it on PlayStation 4 where I have, like, New Game Plus stuff. Because mm. there, there's a charm you can equip in New Game Plus that just makes all the combat bloodier, and I want that. But this save doesn't have all the charms that I got from the Icky Island expansion. And it's uh, earlier in the game, so I'm going to beat the first area in the New Game Plus. Then go to Icky Island and get this charm that doubles the effects of all my other charms. It's going to be awesome. And if I, get, if I don't get that done before uh, Dying Light 2 comes out... <laughs> And it's straight into Dying Light 2. Fuck, I'm desperate for new shit. God, when does Dying Light 2 come out? Uh, the 4th. Oh, that's close. Yeah, it's very... Well, it's two weeks. It's not that close. I, it's closer we than got, I thought. We gotta closer go through, than fucking no, Elden Ring. We gotta go through this entire next week, Alex. Oh, my God. And then once we've done that, there will be an entire additional fucking see, week to see, get nothing's through. Nothing's coming out this Light year. 2. I'm telling myself that. Uh, there's all kinds of good shit coming out this year. But oh, you know my what God. I did? I got a week booked off for Elden Ring. You got a what? I got a week booked off work for Elden Ring. I wish I was that lucky. The thing is, <laughs> Horizon comes out on the Tuesday. Elden Ring comes out on the Thursday or Friday. I think it's the Friday. Uh, so Horizon's going to show up. I'm going to enjoy that in the evenings, and then Elden Ring's going to show up, and I'll be, just hook it to my bed. Wait, wait, wait. When does Horizon come out? Like, the Tuesday before Elden Ring. Elden Ring is a Friday. Horizon's a Tuesday. That was very foolish. Cruel. It was cruel is what it is. They should have released Horizon uh, January 1st. Yeah, why not? Why the fuck not? It was gold. Patch it. It, go it gone gold like November last year, I think. <sighs> mm. I know, I know. Or just do a digital release. Like, who's buying Something, these physically guys, these days? Jesus age. It's probably starving just, over here. They're probably just like waiting on the discs or something. Playing Fallout 4 again, god damn. No one should have to play Fallout 4 again, Sony. It's aged surprisingly gracefully. Well, you're playing on PC. I'd be playing the PS4 version. Yeah, but I haven't really put any mods in it. Actually, uh, the Fallout 4 Complete Edition is on sale right now on PSN. If you've never played it, holy shit, get in there. It's got all the DLC. Yeah, no, that's actually good advice. If you've never played Fallout 4, you should probably should check out Fallout 4. Uh, I also played a little bit. I got the DLC for uh, Streets of Rage 4. Mm-hmm. And I played some of the new characters. I played for like a half an hour. I stopped because it was too mashy. <laughs> Just the combat was too mashy. But one of the new characters is basically Sexy Ryu. Uh, he doesn't have the beard, but he's got like long flowing hair. And he's wearing like a, a gi, but one of his nipples is uncovered. Mm. And he won't pick up a weapon to and use it against enemies. All he'll do is he'll kick it into the air and strike the weapon out of the air and send it into a guy. Uh, and he's he's he does crazy air combos. Like you can just jump into someone, hit them with a jump kick, knock them off their feet, and then air combo them off the screen. It's he's actually a lot of fun. But the game was too mashy, so I went back to uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Mm -hmm. Did you watch Sound Night Live this week? I did not. I was disappointed in it. There's only one good sketch. Um, have you heard of this uh, this the Prince of Bel Air reboot? Yeah, it's, it looks awful. It looks so fucking bad, I don't want to see it. But, so what they did was they did a similarly toned trailer for the upcoming Urkel. <laughs> and is, so is Urkel like a slasher villain or something? No, but he's, he's living, he, you know, he's living in the, these mean streets. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and he's still a nerd, and uh, uh, he... 
Mr. Wilson doesn't understand why he's coming over. Like, this is stalker shit. People don't just come up to their neighbor's house and hang out anymore. Like, that's just not a thing that happens. And, uh, and then it gets violent at some point, but Urkel starts beating the shit out of the guy. And he, like, busts his nose. He goes, oh, did I do that? Wham! Hits him again. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Chris Red continues to deliver. Chris Red accused Thompson. So does that mean it's time for headlines? I, you know what? It is just about that time. There's a little one to go through. Headlines. But first, entertainment news. Matt Reeves' upcoming The Batman has a runtime of two hours and 55 minutes. Jesus Christ. Well, you know, the the best Batman movie in recent memory, which is The Dark Knight, uh, wasn't it like two and a half at least? It was. Hang on, let me do that. The Dark it Knight was a long movie. Dark Knight runtime. Two hours, 32. Uh, the seven AV club workers in Chicago have decided to take their union-protected severance rather than be forced to move to the much more expensive to live in Los Angeles without a cost-of-living increase. Basically, this is the end of the site as we know it. Yeah, I have to delete out. my bookmark now. Well. Because what, what happens next is a shell of what it was, and it was already a shell of what it was before. Where am I, I haven't go? enjoyed an article from AV Club in almost uh, five, five years. No, come on. Well, what you don't what? you don't go to it for news and to like oh, get I'm informed on about constantly. But like the the message board used to be hilarious, and it's just oh, been oh, dead for years. Comics. No, they they've gone through multiple commenting things, and the comments just got worse and worse and worse. They did. They yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, that used to be so funny. Once upon a time. Once upon a time, but like we, but 2010 we, we, through like we as yeah. a people used to be better. We've been we've been pretty sick for a while. Yeah, we have. And uh, we've been going through it in some case, and we've been going through it lately. Yeah, we have. Uh, Taika Waititi is doing an HBO Max series with Reese Darby, Flight of the Concords. The guy who was like, you know that, you know who that is, Reese Darby. Oh yeah, I love Reese Darby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, he's doing We're werewolves, not swearwolves. Exactly. Uh, he's doing a series with him called Our Flag Means Death on HBO. Oh, is uh, this Pirates? Yes! Yeah. He's he's like a... No, he's like a... He's a pirate who wants to be a gentleman about it. And all the other pirates are like, well, this guy's just an idiot. We're going to kill him. So it's going to be fun. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe will star as Weird Al Yankovic in an upcoming pseudo-biopic coming to the Roku channel. So I looked uh, up, what the fuck is the Roku channel? Apparently, like, you buy a streaming stick. And you can watch shit for free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. That's, that's a that's, weird that's, distribution me- method, Daniel Radcliffe. It's a I weird get, movie. But at the same... Oh, man. I could... I I love Daniel Radcliffe's post-Harry Potter career. He's he been is, pretty nutty in a pretty fun way. Yes, he's been having so much fun acting. And he's been having, like, the type of career I would like to have if I were an actor. He's just going out there getting crazy roles. Uh, Joss Whedon came out as a certified dipshit this week. Did he ever? Did he ever? So the part of that interview that I read, where he's like, you know, I really felt, I really felt pressure because when I was young and in high school, I didn't get any girls. So now that I had all these young, beautiful women around me, no, no, I, no, I felt no, that I really no, no. had to have sex with them. <laughs> I had to do it. It, it was their fault. Uh, did he say it was their fault? That that is what he's insinuating. That's. He's really, I don't know. Either way, it's he's he, he comes off as a spoiled brat who failed upward. He really does. And then did you read that bit about the writer? He he just he picked apart her entire yes. script. Yes, my God. I oh man, that that gave me flashbacks from playwriting class. I was so mad. yes, yes. So what, what what the story is, listener? And this is not the story. This is what happened. Is uh, they were writing? I think it was for Buffy, and they had this new young woman writer. And he called a meeting that he called. He was going to call like a, a, a teaching work or a writing workshop. And what the writing workshop amounted to was him going through every line of the script this woman had written, and telling everyone why it was stupid. In a funny voice. Yeah, and reading it in like a stupid voice, and just belittling this woman for an hour. No, no, ninety minutes. Ninety. Pardon me. An hour and a half. Yeah, I, I. Oof. That is literally what happened to me once, and I. Oh, I want to punch him. I want to punch him too. He's got a punchable yeah, no. face. This is not the interview you want to do after it's coming out that you're a creep and your wife divorces you immediately. Yeah. He's, a good, he, he's been responsible for media I love, but I'm glad he's getting what he's yeah. getting. Yeah, me too. He uh, just, yeah, he can't stop himself. 
maybe. Hmm? Well, that kind of behavior is what Peacemaker is investigating. Oh. And the show, to me, seems like it's on a trajectory to suggest that meaning well is a good start. And if you're open to the notion that when you call that waitress sweet tits, or sweet cheeks, um, it's inappropriate, you might be able to get better. <laughs> There's a part early in Peacemaker where he's sitting down in a restaurant with the rest of his team, and he refers to a waiter, waitress as sweet cheeks. And everyone's like, whoa, you can't call someone that. He's like, what, it's a term of endearment. It says she has adorable cheeks. I go like, no, you're talking about her butt. He goes, that would be totally inappropriate. That would be like calling someone sugar tits. They're like, yes, we agree. He's like, so we agree. It's completely different. And like, he's just too dumb to understand that it's wrong. But he does genuinely mean well. And John was, Cena's underrated. He really is. Like, And, well, okay, did you watch... I watched half of... Uh, it was like the Vacation Buddies or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. yeah. I watched about half of it and I was like... I don't actually care how it ends. That was pretty close to the ending. I think it was like half but hour. That's exactly how I felt about Archive 81. Hmm, yeah. I don't care if all these people die. They're boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fair to walk away from media like that. I rewatched The Gentleman the other day. That's one of the, that's a Guy Ritchie movie, one that grows on me the more I watch it, Alex. Hmm. You were always right about, about uh, The Gentleman, Alex. I thought it was good. You yeah. were right. You were right. Uh, ta-da. Did you watch that Moon Knight trailer? It's a. It, this is not what I expected. It's it's certainly something I'm interested in because it's so different from the rest of the Marvel TV shit. Yeah, no, I, I want to watch a superhero um, that is genuinely insane. Yeah, what, what's that? What's the actor's name? Oh God, oh fuck. Okay, I'm just googling it. No, no, I know this. Um, Moon Knight. Uh, Poe is played Poe by. I can't do it. This is gone. Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac, God. I was about to say, he was in Show Me a Hero. Fuck. And, and Ethan Hawke's in it, which is, makes it interesting, I too. I like him. And then this Gaspard Ulliel guy died this week. Hope He's he in the show. And... Well, he ain't no more. You're going to CGI him into someone else. Oh, no. Uh, da, da. Guy Ritchie's next movie. I saw a trailer for this week. It's called Operation Fortune, Ruse the Gur which reunites him with Jason Statham and looks something like a mix between the mood of Man from U.N.C.L.E. and, like, modern caper movies. It also stars Aubrey Plaza, Josh Hartnett, Carrie Ewells, Bugsy Malone, and Hugh Grant. Yeah, Hugh Grant's just showing up a lot in this stuff. Uh, Hugh Grant is embracing uh, his... Renaissance? Renaissance is a good word for it, but I, I, he almost Resurgence. has, like, He almost has, like, a Tim Curry presence, except you don't want to kiss him. I really want to see pirates again. Of the Caribbean? What are we talking no, about? No, no, no. In the Adventure of Scientists. Pirates in the Adventure of Scientists. The Ardman movie with pirates? Where he was oh. a captain? Okay, he was the pirate captain? The Claymation movie? Yeah. Oh, that one was fantastic. Okay. Oh. He's so good in it. Yes, he was. Uh, well, I, when I think of his character work lately, I think of... Um, I think a man from Uncle and that insane character from The Gentleman. Like Wait, he was the man from Uncle. Yeah, he was. He was the guy who runs MI6 at the end, who says, uh, "We're all in this oh, together." Yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, then it he, never happened because yeah, Army Hammer's a nutcase. Yeah, but again, there are other there are other blue eyed blondes out there. Oh yeah, no, we cast like, the hell out of them. Uh, Make sure this one's not a cannibal. Yeah, but you you can never know. Like we yeah, cover no, it up, it's, it's... we cover it up so well. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, ta-da. in Overwatch news, Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick, it was revealed this week, was working hard to hide the scale of the abuses at Activision Blizzard. The Wall Street Journal reported this week that over three dozen people were let go, with another forty being disciplined at the company. Kotick apparently believed these figures quote could make the company's workplace problem seem bigger than is already known. Uh... Kodak's a piece of shit. Yeah, so like these 36 people that were immediately fired, were they executives? Uh, I don't know. They don't go. Like, they, wait, wait, we don't, wait, wait. they don't give us that information. Fuck. And people from inside Blizzard kind of left me with the, in question, with the, the impression that those who were, quote, forced out... Some of those people are kind of like Jessica Gonzalez, or whatever her name was, um, where they decided to leave because the company was so shitty. 
to them. Then uh. um, <clears throat> the big news of the week, probably maybe the year, Microsoft announced it has agreed to purchase Activision Blizzard, the entire company, the entire publisher, all of its subsidiaries, for about seventy billion U.S. dollars. That, that is, is so. Like, it's already getting antitrust uh, looks. Yes, that is half of all of Microsoft's cash on hand. That is more than the gross domestic product of most countries in the I, world. It, is WoW still making that much money? See that? Well, at first I just, it occurred I honestly to me. I don't see that much value in it as a company. No, I agree. That's the thing. Well, they are Call paying, of Duty. They're paying forty-five percent of a market value for it, but. To me, it seemed like I could understand an investment like that if you looked at the numbers and saw that if this company just continues operating as it is today for the next 20 years, it will recoup that eventually. Wow. Um, but I don't think World of Warcraft will. Call, I don't know that Call of like, I think Call of Duty is still shifting the numbers it always has. I think Call of Duty is still a workhorse. Um, but looking at all the interviews that have occurred over the past week... It feels like what they're actually interested in is all the IP they've bought. They're not actually interested in, in these studios, these talent, at all. They're interested in owning the name Call of Duty, and it's going to cost them $70 billion to get it. That's the impression I get. Hmm. Um, now, like, I'm sure World of Warcraft is, you know, still printing money to a degree. Um, there's a lot of questions surrounding this. It will be really interesting to see how it shakes out. Personally... If Overwatch 2 doesn't come out on PlayStation 5, I'm going to be so sad about it. I'm going to be so sad that this weekly tradition I've had with my brother for the past five years is going to have to go. So you, you're not going to get an Xbox or a computer? Um, well, I did look up uh, the prices of Xboxes in Canada, and I actually could have put an order in, but we'll get to that later, Walmart. Uh-huh. Your, your most favorite store. Yes, indeed. For all your major purchases. <laughs> um, so... Uh, Microsoft is paying $95 per share, which is 45% above the current stock price for the company. Mm. Uh, this is following a steady erosion of public support for Activision Blizzard and a resulting well, stumbling talk, stock price. <laughs> In an interview this week, Bobby Kotick said the deal has nothing to do with the no, controversy no, no, surrounding no. Activision or calls for him to step down. And Phil Spencer said Phil Spencer was the one who asked him if he was even interested in selling. A source says that Kotick did not want to sell, but he had little leverage with the board amid the ongoing scrutiny of, of the company. Yeah, uh, the, the board told him, tell them whenever you have to tell them you're out. <laughs> Apparently, prior to the sale, Bobby Kotick was shopping around the idea of buying Kotaku and PC yes. Gamer to force them to write more positive impressions of their products. In response, the boss of PC Gamer said, quote, This is an awfully strong re reaction to us giving the last Call of Duty a 60. I've always really liked that site. Yeah, no, it's solid. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Eurogamer. It's just kind of always been there. Yeah. Guys, gonna they seem like nice guys. Man, I remember when 1UP disappeared. Mm. One up was that was a bad day. One up was solid for a long time. I love the grind. That was a good blog. Uh, da -da. Bobby Kotick is believed to be on the way out. Uh, he'll stay in this position apparently for the next year or until the merger goes through, whichever happens first. Um, it, they don't say that he's leaving, but that's basically what everyone who has sources says is happening. I, hey, you know what? I'm glad he's gone. We're mm, leaving. Mm, just wait. Um, interestingly, Kotick's contract for ex exiting Activision oh, yeah. becomes $250 million heavier. He gets $250 million more if he's dismissed following the acquisition of Activision Blizzard by another company. Neat! Kotick also holds between 3.9 and 4.3 million shares in Activision Blizzard, amounting to a windfall of about $408.5 million if the sale goes through with that $95 sale price. So this is a horrible person being rewarded for it. That's the American dream right there. Yeah, it is. But you know what? He can't, hopefully, he won't be able to hurt us anymore. Or, you know, the people that work for him. I feel like he's going to do this and then he's going to buy take two. In a creepy interview, Bobby Kotick said... No, 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 hold on, stop. Why would you breathe that evil into existence? Because I found out how much take two is worth this week. <sighs> uh, people were one of the things that people were discussing was the uh, the value of hang on I gotta get to the front of this 
Uh, okay, another interesting to note. In 2017, Xbox had six internal game studios. If this acquisition goes through, they will have 32. Wow. That's a lot more than Sony at this point. Uh, so, Electronic Arts has a market value of $38 billion. Take Two, Grand Theft Auto, $18 billion. Yeah, you know, they don't... They got that and not much else. Bandai Namco, $15 billion. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, Ubisoft, $7 billion. Konami, That's nothing. Konami, $6 billion. Square Enix, Five point six, Capcom four point nine, Sega three point six. Um, so this suggests that Xbox might be willing and able just to go and buy those fucking companies easily, easily, if it wanted to. Apparently, this is only half of Microsoft's cash on hand. To give up a full half is, I mean, I guess you want to do something with it to continue to grow so you can become Arasaka. Hey, maybe, but but for like a. Yeah. Grace period, they'll probably produce some decent games. I wonder. And then, you know. I wonder. Kill the market like Nintendo did in the 80s. Well, since. Um, well, that wasn't. I'm sorry. Nintendo saved it. Like the other companies around them. They've just, acquired a lot of yeah. studios lately. None of those studios have actually put out a game yet. Yeah. But, like, I know. Uh, what's it? Uh, Double Fine's working on something. They, they are, again, but they're working on something. But Microsoft has a history, like I think of Lionhead, for example, oh, yeah. of buying studios, telling them what to do, not being happy when it doesn't print money, shutting the studio down. Um, Sony, to me, has a different philosophy for making games and for greenlighting games, which is they, they follow passion and creativity a lot. They, let, they ask studios, what do you want to do? And then say, that sounds exciting. Microsoft tells studios what to do and is disappointed when the studios aren't passionate about it. Um, so I worry. I worry quite a bit. I see how this could go so wrong. But the idea of Bobby Kotick no longer being a part of Activision Blizzard is a beautiful, beautiful thing. That is a, that is a summer day. Divorce from the massive amount, from the $0.7 billion he's going to get just for leaving the country for driving the company into the ground and taking a payday out of it. Bobby Kotick, you are a piece of shit. Where are we? PlayStation stock dropped 13%, or about $20 billion in market value following the announcement. It is the biggest dip the company has experienced in over a decade. Ouch. The last time that happened to them, apparently uh, they were doing a massive recall because laptop batteries were catching on fire. Oh no. Uh, Xbox head, or no, Sony said today that we expect Microsoft will abide by contractual agreements and continue to ensure Activision games are multi-platform. Uh-uh. Um, so, so what that means is that, you know, much like Deathloop, for anything, deals that are currently in place, those deals will be honored. What those deals are, we don't know. I'm sure there's a current deal for Warzone, there's a current deal for Call of Duty. They announced like a couple years ago that PlayStation was the home of Call of Duty. They sound a little upset. Um, I'm a little upset. But I'm, I'm only a little. I'm only a little upset because of the fear of what this could do to Overwatch. The Overwatch community is thrilled. They think that um, this might engender the type of culture that could result in really positive changes for the Overwatch team, and thus I the mean, game. One hopes. One hopes. That's really. But you know what that is? That is the optimism of youth. <laughs> it is. You, you haven't seen the things I've seen, son. Radical entertainment. Radical entertainment was a beautiful thing, and they crushed it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Xbox head Phil Spencer tweeted today that following a, following a call with Sony, quote, I confirmed our intent to honor all existing agreements upon accus- acquisition of Activision Blizzard and our desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Sony is an important part of our industry, and we value our relationship. Now, there's two different Call of Duties, apparently. I didn't know this. I don't know if you know about this. There's a thing called Call of Duty Warzone, which is free to play. And there's Call of Duty Vanguard, which I guess is the campaign. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Maybe Jim could tell us. Um, so what the impression I'm getting is they're going to let their Fortnite Call of Duty Warzone stay on PlayStation. But if you want to play the newest, hottest Call of Duty and the new maps, you got to do it on Xbox. Uh. Um... 
Spencer said, quote, To players out there who are playing Activision Blizzard games on Sony's platform, it's not our intent to pull communities away from that platform, and we remained committed. We remain committed to that. Um, so intent is doing a lot of lifting there. Like, I, I didn't intend for you to die. That bullet just slipped out of my gun. You know? <laughs> kind of a thing. Um, that, the, that Those words hold absolutely no water to me. I don't know what that was even meaning to say. To me, it kind of suggests that um, it's our intent that everyone comes and plays on an Xbox. Is what it reads to me. Uh, da -da, da -da -da -da. Spencer said, uh, Phil Spencer said, oh, no, wait. Da -da -da -da. Congressman Jerry Nadler today noted that Activision Blizzard has a pattern of attempting to evade accountability and, quote, I expect this deal to be closely scrutinized to ensure that it won't harm American workers or competition. Uh, so no one really knows how this will shake out, but two days ago the US FTC issued a statement saying that it would be taking a stronger stance on antitrust legislation. Uh, we'll see. I think I think anyone who says what's going to happen with that is talking out their ass. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think anyone really knows yet. I don't, I don't know. Uh, if the deal is blocked, Microsoft will have to pay Activision $3 billion. Jeez. So either way, they're Some okay. walking around money. Yeah. Uh, Phil Spencer seems pretty horny for all the IP they've purchased, which Activision abandoned, listing King's Quest, Guitar Hero, and Hexen as titles he's excited about. There Hexen was like a King's Quest like four years ago. There was. It was. I, I, I never heard it. another thing about it. Well, they were going to do it episodically, and then they saw how many people bought it, and they were like, well, we can't do episode two. Oh, there was only one? I think, I don't know. Oh, no. Let's Google that so that we're informing our listeners correctly. Yeah. King's Q Quest. Click. Epilogue. 2016. What happened to King's Quest? Cancelled projects and a reboot have all kept King's Quest IX from officially happening. King's Quest is an iconic series, but hasn't gotten a new mainline entry since King's Quest VIII in 1998. Uh, da -da, King's Quest no, 2015. No, they finished the story. King's Quest 2015. There's five episodes. Really? In an epilogue. Wow. Yeah. Right for them. Designed by Roberta Williams. Yeah. And what like, yeah. What's his face? For What's the listener, Roberta Williams is one of the original designers of the adventure game genre at Sierra. She's, yeah, no, like, she's actually a big name. Wow, I didn't know it was Roberta Williams making it. It had whoa, it had Zelda Williams and uh, really? What, yeah, and what's what's his face? Um, Marty. Ah, I have no idea which. I played said. Doc from uh, Back to the Future. Oh, oh, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, I can't believe I got an actor's name before you did. I feel like yeah, such I know. a big man right now. Wow, I am youthful and vigorous. Look at you. I you got a cookie. <laughs> uh, da -da. Uh, Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon will also become Microsoft IPs. I do want to play that remake again, the Spyro one. That was good. Uh, notably, Sekiro is owned by From Software. That's not an Activision title. Blizzard President Mikey Barra outlined Blizzard's plan to, quote, rebuild your trust today, including hiring folks whose job it is to improve the workplace culture instead of letting it fall on the shoulders of employee resource groups who, you know, have their own jobs at Blizzard already. And speaking of rebuilding trust... The Activision SEC filing about the merger notes, quote, no material allegations of sexual harassment have occurred since 2018, which is not that true. That cannot be fucking true. Quote, no legal proceedings would have a material, there are no legal proceedings ongoing that would have a material effect on the sale, which is not true. They're currently being sued by the state of California and also a different group within the state of California. Uh, and that, quote, there is no strike to the knowledge of the company. We're just going full 1984 now. Now on to the next headline. Meanwhile, following the ongoing strike at Activision's QA House Raven, Call of Duty Warzone and Vanguard Seasons 2 have been delayed. They're on week 7 of their strike. But it's not. But they just told me it wasn't happening. Um, Mikey Barr Somebody's lying. Mikey Barr said, quote, We're measuring our executive and management teams directly against culture improvement. This means that their and my own success and compensation will, be direct, will directly depend on our overall success in creating a safe, inclusive, and creative work environment at Blizzard. And apparently this will be tracked via upward-directed um, uh, critiques, basically, that the employees mm -hmm. are, going to, are going to write up their bosses. Hmm... Mm, it might be a start. It might be good. I like that, but I don't I like know. That. Well, I mean, that's just a start at Blizzard. Um, there's a long way. There's a long way to go in a lot of directions. With well, how, how much teeth do those write-ups have? That's my question. Yeah, yeah. And how could you? 
how could, how you could actually, that come back against you? Exactly. And yeah. if, if there's someone who only who has a very small team, uh, how could you write something and feel like it is anonymous? Unless you n- don't give it to your supervisor, you give it to their supervisor or something. I don't know. Who knows? And in a company that techie, there's no such thing as anonymous. And finally, in Overwatch news, a Michigan man has been accused of killing his partner of 10 years following an argument Whoa. over Overwatch. What exactly the fight was about is unclear, but it sounds like the guy strangled his longtime partner to death in the living room, then called the cops and told them he'd gotten into a fight with his boyfriend and his boyfriend was sleeping. Because he is a dumb guy. That's upsetting. That is. I'm trying to think of what could occur in a game of Overwatch that would lead me to murder someone. Well, not being able to bounce a TNT crate off her head made Laura the angriest I've ever seen her. <laughs> like, yeah, she was yelling. Okay, we're, we're talking about Crash Team Racing? Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ubisoft is making a VR game about pulling out the big 2019, putting out the big 2019 fire at the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. Okay. How hyped are you for that, Alex? It seems super fucking weird. Well, it, it occurred to me, like, what if, um, what if there were a video game? And this, the problem is, it's not equivalent. I was trying to think of an equivalent tragedy in American history. That, um, so it's like, what if you could put up the fire at the Twin Towers on 9-11 or so? They go like, no, that's not the same. Yeah, but like I don't a think cancer anyone, meter in the bottom corner. Yeah, I don't think anyone. Died, oh my god, I don't think anyone died in the Notre Dame fire. But what it is is it is a cultural icon for the people of France. And Ubisoft is a French company, so it's like this has a very small audience, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, but everyone knows the, that cathedral. Everyone knows the cathedral, but no one else cares about the cathedral as much as um, the French. The French, yeah. unless you're like big into the Hunchback of Notre Dame or something. Or I guess if you're um, um, an architect, people who... Some would argue it's some of the best songs those guys ever wrote. What? Cathedral? The, the Punchback in Notre Dame. What, the the Musker and Clements. The Disney movie? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Disney nerds will talk your head off about that. Who will? Disney nerds. Oh, really? People, like, they, in the right cultures, like, people love Hunchback. And I have it was something I hadn't heard of since I was like eight. I enjoy Disney content. I'm quite pleased that I'm definitely not a Disney nerd. Yeah, it gets intense. X for Fire Axis devs have started a new studio called Bit Reactor to focus on turn-based strategy games with quote high-end production values, riveting storytelling, and innovative design. Uh huh. Well, the high-end production values mixed with uh, turn-based tactics, I really uh, like the idea of. One of the things right, I always but... hated about the XCOM games was that they were just double A in terms of the visuals. Oh, what? XCOM 2 was absolutely Dis- scrumptious. Disagree. Disagree. I did not think it looked that good. Okay. Well, I just didn't. I'm sorry. Well, and you like, didn't play when, on PC then. When, no, when a cutscene happened, I wasn't like blown oh, away like cool. Horizon okay. Zero Dawn. You know? I would love to have that level of vis- that level of triple A visual fidelity in a, in a turn-based tactics game. Hmm. It also, but the funny thing is, turn-based tactics is not really a broad market, right? It isn't. So it maybe, never was. I'm honestly surprised we still have civilization games. Maybe it couldn't. Uh, maybe it couldn't support a AAA. I'm worried where they think all the money for something like this is going to come from. Uh, outside investors, crypto bros. Oh, oh God. God! I forgot to put it in the headlines. I was so happy what? about it. Uh, okay, so Logan Paul spent three point five million oh, yeah, yeah, dollars yeah. on a box of Pokemon cards, uh, original Pokemon cards. And, and uh, then he opened it up, and inside were nothing but G.I. Joe cards, which are apparently worthless. <laughs> um, you love to see it. I do love to see it, just because we hate Logan Paul as a thought experiment, you know? <laughs> I just, it's nice to hear about something bad happening to him. He's like, people say perpetual motion is impossible. This guy keeps getting more and more famous for no goddamn reason. He's just sitting there. What does Despite, he do? He's buying Pokemon cards and finding out... Boxing random people? For... The thing is, if you gave me three and a half million dollars, you know what I'd do? Hmm. Retire. I'm done. Yeah. I don't have to work ever again. That does and, sound nice. Oh. I, would, I would cabinet it up so good. Yeah. Uh, okay, so every now and then I go to Amazon.ca, punch in Series X, and see if there's any available. 
There never are. And it occurred to me that Walmart does have a habit of taking an order on a thing, even regardless of whether or not they have it, and then eventually you get it. So I can wait. I could wait six months for a Series X. So I went to walmart.ca today just to see. They are selling Xbox Series Xs for $1,100 Canadian. That is double the MSRP. No. So just to check, I looked at PlayStation 5s. Those are also double the MSRP, $1,022. Walmart.ca, you are an evil company. Well, Walmart.anything is an evil company. True. Walmart, you suck. You bought Wilco, and they were cool. Apparently, Wilco was a store my dad worked at. Uh, apparently, the studio that makes those Lego games Jim loves so much has suffered from debilitating crunch for years, and the awesome-looking Lego of the Skywalker Saga has been the absolute worst for the developers. Uh, apparently, it's like literally crunch is planned into the schedule. Uh, you get in a lot of trouble if you're not prepared to crunch. You get a lot of pressure. Um, and the fact that the Lego games are always tied into the launch of a movie means they 100% have to hit that deadline. And so they do, every time. Um, And then finally this week, Legos of the Skywalker Saga got its release date April 5th. Congratulations, Jim. You got it. We only mention this for you. We don't care about this game. Although actually, Alex, watch a trailer. Have you seen a trailer for that? No, is it it funny? That's the thing, is that trailer made it look pretty fucking good, and I don't like these games. (laughs) Hmm... Uh, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of game in them, ever. Well, it's for kids. It's, it's something for kids to enjoy, yeah. and that's why I don't. It's too simple. It's like Kirby. Yeah, it's, 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 a game just kind of happens. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss is one of the headliners of the story for Horizon Forbidden West. She's some mysterious character we don't know who looks like she's all, like, mastered technology and is wearing some kind of tech gown. And Angela Bassett. I know, but I think Angela Bassett was in the last one. Maybe I'm wrong. No, she's a villain. In the last one? Or is she? I don't know. No, I mean, like, she's playing the villain. That's what they said. Oh, okay. Yeah. Techland bragged this week that Dying Light 2 includes 350,000 words and 40,000 lines of dialogue. No, I don't don't care, man. Just just make sure the game's good. Yeah, just put it up. Just release it, please. I don't give a fucking shit about lines of dialogue. It could be, like, text bubbles for all I care. Guys, let's go. No, I give a shit about lines of dialogue. I definitely want it to be lines of dialogue and not text bubbles. That is important to me. Hmm. That is part of the AAA experience, goddammit. That's true. <clears throat> uh, that awesome-looking hand-drawn roguelike, Have a Nice Death, launches in its early access on March 8th. The devs also reconfirmed it will be coming to consoles later. Does it March launch as like a full game? And they add to it? Or? No, it's, a, it's an early access. Hmm. Like, March. How, would, how does it even work for a Metroid? Like, are there parts of the game just permanently blocked off? I don't know. That, is it a Metroid? Is, it was, it's a roguelike. Oh. Hmm. So we'll see. I don't know. I guess we should. It's just it's just two D brawly action and it's a roguelike. I love it. I'm into it. Yeah, it does look good. Give it up. Yeah, man. I will say, like, I didn't love the gameplay of it, but fuck the visuals in Streets of Rage Four. Mm. Man, that is a good looking game. And sometimes it's like a, a nice, like, smooth, pretty, like, two D thing. Is all you need before bed. Yeah. And um, having spent so much time in Dying Light, fuck Ghost of Tsushima is good looking on PS Five. Mm-hmm. Man, that 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 uh, director's cut or whatever it is looks really, really good. And that's all we got. That's all I got too. Short episode this week. Sorry, listen. Yeah, I I will probably be done with Yellow Jackets by next week. <laughs> well, you've, you're only an episode and a half into it, and I will devour it, sir. All right, fair enough. I mm-hmm. I devoured Peacemaker. I can't wait for next week. But Yellow Jackets is already done. Christina Ricci's in it. That was one of the that was one of the weird things about the Matrix. I'm sorry to bring it back she's, to that. She's the hunter. Oh, awesome! Yeah. Um, okay, so you're watching uh, you're watching the Matrix, mm-hmm. and they and then they uh, they tell Neo that you're going to be forced to make a sequel to the Matrix, and so a bunch of people are sitting in a room talking about what exactly the Matrix means, and well, obviously it's about. Um, it's about the problems of consumer culture. No, it's obviously about inequalities in capitalism. No, actually, it's about trans rights. No, none of you get it. All that shit is boring. The Matrix is mind-blowing action. It really talks about how no one can agree about what the best part of the Matrix is. And, um, and part of the scene, she shows up for that one scene. 
Mm. Christina Ricci puts down some research about what people feel is important to the Matrix, and it's innovation and originality. That's it. These two words mean the same thing. And she she's there for that. That's it. That scene. And then she disappears for the rest of the movie. They brought in Christina, Bye, Christina. Ricci for like one line. I like So I both love it and hate it. But then the best part of it is, after this, uh, to the very least, divisive film ends, there are there's credits. And just to see, because I had enjoyed the thing so much, I figured, you know what, they probably did do a post credit scene. I went all the way to the end of the credits, and you know what it is? What? It's a continuation of that scene where they're discussing what the Matrix is and how they can make a new Matrix and make it be amazing. And one of them says, okay, you guys are thinking about this all wrong. You have to consider this in the terms of how people currently consume media and what we appreciate people get from media, which is endorphins. Thus, the most effective possible follow-up to the Matrix that can possibly be the Catrix. Adorable cat videos with special effects. Pure endorphins. And that's the end. Wait, and, but and, you don't see the cat tricks. No, but he's no. right. But he's right. The only the only possible permutation of this movie that everyone could go and watch and say, yeah, that was really good, is if it was just a bunch of cute fucking cat videos. And we're not doing that. Lena Wachowski's going to have some fun. It was fun. And that's how we got. I want to see the cat tricks. I kind of want to see the Catrix too, but I bet if we went to YouTube and just typed that in, something would happen. Somebody's done it. Someone has, someone's made someone's a, probably done the, entire, ago. the entirety of the Matrix trilogy with cats instead of people. The Catrix. Click. Uh, three weeks ago, the Catrix new level of Matrix 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Catrix, Catrix, Matrix cat parody eight years ago. Uh, yeah, it's already been done. <laughs> well, shit. Sorry, now Alright. Well, for Jim and uh, th- Alex, thank you very much for being with us this week. I hope I hope Jim's back next week. Me too. Uh, listener, thank you everyone for listening. We will be back in a week, I hope. I don't think